Welcome to the second episode of the Closet Hooper. Um, today is going to be a quarter one catch up. We're about twenty games through the season right now. No games as of to today's date of recording, which is Sunday, December third. Tomorrow there'll be games back, and the play-in tournament, sorry, in-season tournament knockout rounds are about to start this upcoming week. So lots of interesting things happening through the first quarter of this season. So we're just going to be doing a somewhat somewhat in-depth summary of essentially every team try to do my best to cover all of them and here we go so we're going to be going by standings or going by standings we go from worst to best um we'll do we'll just alternate worst team best team go up and down that'll give bring, bring some variety some order um and so it begins we're going to be starting with the timberwolves Wanted to start with the Timberwolves, Western Conference. Man, what a good season they're having. It is very impressive what has been happening so far. After getting clowned for what's up in the air, but a very initially lopsided trade, the Rudy Gobert fit has been nothing short of spectacular through 19 games. The defense, it's impeccable. The offense... It's rock solid. Best defensive... The, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert have the number one and number two best individual defensive ratings in the league. They're both around 102. To have that from your two-way tandem and and thinking about it, Towns has never been regarded as like a great defender. It's a massive step up. Anthony Edwards has taken the ascent. We have seen significant improvement from him. Three-pointers per game are up. He's hitting them at an efficient clip. Um, assists are there. He's averaging a lot of turnovers, but no problem. High usage player. Carl Anthony Towns, honestly, has been has been arguably better than Edwards over the second half. First quarter, Edwards doing really good. Towns has stepped it up significantly. Towns is shooting um, 41% from three. Again, you need that floor spacing with Rudy Gobert there. Now, this start, I don't want to... Rain on the parade, but the last time Gobert was on a team that had this start was the 2021 Utah Jazz. They were also 15 and four, and I improved, actually improved to around 19 and four later on before ending that. Um, Gobert is also playing with a former teammate, Mike Conley, who Conley has been very effective for this team. He's honestly the key player to making the offense with Towns and Gobert like just work, just work, giving Edwards his driving lanes and room to take jump shots, putting Gobert in the dunker spot, allowing Towns to play on the perimeter. Conley is the connector between all of those things. Um, in addition, the role players have been really nice. Jaden McDaniels, that guy is for sure an all-NBA second-team minimum defender. He is, he is amazing. Um, he's also... Averaging 9.5 points per game. It's a good start for this team. A very nice start. First in the West, obviously. Um, can they keep this up? We'll see. Again, when it comes to playoff when it comes playoff time, teams need to teams are gonna try to exploit Rudy Gobert. It's really the key. How are they gonna hide him? Not hide him, but how are they gonna put him in the best position to succeed on both ends so that other teams will not get away with not really guarding him? maybe putting two on Ant or Carl Anthony Towns. It's got to be a way to circumvent that. If they figure that out, they're going far in the playoffs because that is the only thing that I am missing. Everything else from the eye test, their offense, ha- it has a plan. Their defense is its amazing. So, yep, that's it for the Timberwolves. Moving on after that, we have got the... Um, sorry, who did I have next? Uh. Oh, the Pistons. Pistons. Um, no win November is complete. Two and eighteen. They're setting records comparable to the t- process seventy sixers in terms of losses. Seventeen in a row have been lost. It's it's not looking good. Osser Thompson, amazing defensive athlete. He is gonna go. He is gonna be a monster in a f- couple of years. But other than that, there's really not much to say about this team. Let's just hope they get better draft pick luck because worst record last year, 
They got the fifth pick in a draft that had Wemby. Things are not looking good for them right now, but it will eventually pass. Um, next team is the, uh, oh, the Celtics, Beantown. All right, so in Beantown, in Beantown, things are looking terrifying. They don't quite have a stranglehold on the East, but this team is playing just as advertised during this past offseason. Porzingis has been efficient, a dominant force on defense. Tatum and, Tatum and Brown are continuing to play really well, although Brown's points per game are down. But I think that's what happens when you play with Porzingis. They're both sharing the offense, really. Tatum's numbers have also gone down a little bit. But he's also playing really good. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday and Derek White, that is the greatest defensive backcourt. That's the best defensive backcourt in the league. No doubt. Defense is solid. The role players, that's really going to be, that's really going to determine um, their playoff ceiling because got a couple of question marks when it comes to players like Sam Hauser, Pritchard, Horford obviously getting older, and people don't talk about it. Horford kind of didn't have a good shooting um, playoff, kind of didn't have a good shooting um, stint during the playoffs. He was not very good from there, missed a lot of wide open shots. Teams are starting to play off him. I have no doubt he will show up when it matters most. He is a veteran, has been in this for a long time. Hauser and Pritchard, they were good, but they, they, they did not get a lot of minutes last year. Mainly there was a lot of depth. Brogdon, Grant Williams, those guys were in front. Now these guys are getting a chance to play, and they've got to show up on both ends for this team to go really far. But other than that, they're a, they're a top-heavy team, but they have a massive top. It is very widely distributed. Derek White, too. I think Derek White will sometimes be the Celtics' best player for spurts in a game, and it's like, okay, so he's on one now, and what can you do to stop him? So yeah, Celtics are great. It's all about the playoffs for them. Any losses they have in the regular season, yeah, you'll see them. They've got to fix whatever issues they have in the playoffs, which is late-game execution, which actually their late-game execution was kind of sluggish, especially in that game against Milwaukee. It looked like they had put Milwaukee away. Then if Lillard had not missed that dunk, things could have gotten really interesting. So Celtics have just got to close out games. That is literally the only thing that they have to do to win a title. They are that good that they will be in position to win a title if they can win close games. Um, so after that, we got the Wizards. Wizards. The Pistons, they've lost more games than the Wizards have. Wizards have only lost... Wizards have... They've lost more games than the Pistons have. Everyone knows the Wizards are trash more, though, and everyone will rain on them for it because they've got, they've got some situations. Jordan Poole-Kuzma duo, I'm pretty sure, is the worst duo plus-minus-wise in the NBA out of any tandem. So that's a start. Jordan Poole, if you see his composure, he needs to, he needs to get, get more serious feels like he's not taking the game seriously it's just not it's just not right for him he's gotta that mentality in golden state was kind of like a breath of fresh air with these veterans and even that ended badly with him getting sent out and obviously the punch um but now he is unofficially the leader of the team so he's got to play up to his potential kuzma obviously he's got a He's got to play a lot better with a lot more poise. That complaint about the foul call in the game against Toronto, that was, a, that was a sign. He's been in the league for six years now. You would think he knew a little bit more, especially after winning a championship. But hey, the Wizards have also got some promising trade assets. Tyus Jones, um, Daniel Gafford. Those guys are all highly coveted by contenders, so... Got some assets for that. They can get some picks, and they're going to move on. Um, next up, we got the Magic. Orlando, man. Other than that loss to Brooklyn yesterday where Mikhail Bridges had 30, over 30 and a half, they have had, I think, the second-best defense in the league behind Minnesota. It is so good. What they've been doing. Like, the activity from Jalen Suggs, Van and Wagner size, um, Mo Bamba, the other Wagner Franz. Um, 
Cole Anthony off the bench has been so nice. It has been really good for the Magic. The defense has been great. The offense, they started, the reason they didn't even start out better this season was because Bancaro and Wagner were not were not hitting their threes efficiently. We're not They were not shooting well. Now they're shooting well, and they just had an eight-game winning streak. Sorry, nine-game winning streak. That's awesome. They're only, they're only a game and a half behind the Celtics, and it's re- it's it's looking really nice for them. I'm really really happy for the Magic. They have not been good since Dwight Howard. It's been it's been it's been 15 years since they made the finals, uh, nearly, and that was the last time they were good. And this team is on the rise. Bancaro, he has got a lot of potential. He's he, He's honestly been slept on, to be honest, as a draft pick. Like, we like him, but we don't think of him as a sophomore player. This guy's in his sophomore year only. And I feel like we're treating him more like he's in his, like, fourth or fifth year. It's a big difference. He's got a lot of room to grow. Also, Franz, really nice. That guy's such a smart player. And they're also doing this without Wendell Carter. They did a... They did the streak without Wendell Carter Jr., who raises their ceiling on defense even more. They're gonna be they're gonna be really good. I don't see regression anytime soon from this team because the way they're winning is just grinding out games with their defense, which has been very nice. And that is a way to win games. So, hats off to the Magic. They're finally putting to, putting it all together. So let's hope they can go they can do something great as the season moves on. Um, after them is the Spurs. Lumpy's been a bit of an up-and-down player, as it happens. So, it's key, the key for him is just, they gotta get him. They gotta get him good looks. Obviously, a controversial choice has been putting Jeremy Sohan at point guard over Trey Jones. It really does not make sense. It might make sense in some way, like on defense and like playmaking for others in some twisted way. But in terms of setting up Wemby to be successful on offense, Trey Jones is your man. You cannot sacrifice that. Other than that, though, Wemby on defense, near perfection. He's averaging, I think, just a hair less blocks than Lopez and Anthony Davis, who are veterans and have been in the league for... 10 plus seasons more than he has you've got a right to be happy when you are averaging as many nearly as many blocks as those guys it's really impressive his defensive ceiling is limitless he's going to be everywhere all he needs to do is put on just a little bit more muscle he is he's going places obviously he did, he struggled against Jokic everyone does I think there's anyone who can guard him so yeah it's going to be a losing season for the Spurs, but the future is definitely bright. And I know that how cliche that sounds. Um, next up, Milwaukee. You know, for as much as I've heard people constantly complaining about the Bucks and how they don't play defense and all of this, all this talk about the lack of defense and Dame having an inconsistent shooting to start the season, with all of that, Milwaukee is... 14 and 6 and a game and a half out of first. Need I say more? This team has not even found their footing, especially with Jay Crowder getting surgery on I think it was on a calf. Surgery on a calf injury. Lillard and Giannis are finding their synergy together. Chris Middleton is still working his way back into form. And at the same time though, you still have Giannis and Lopez anchoring the defense. It's just great. It is just awesome that that can happen. Anyways, um, the team the team is not at their peak yet. They're still not at their peak. Obviously, you hope to see some defensive growth from a guy like Marjan Beauchamp. Um, Malik Beasley has been surprisingly underrated. He's been hitting all of his threes. He's been instant from there, that, which is great because he had a rough shooting season with the Lakers last year. Immediately went to Milwaukee. He's balling. Um, so, yeah, their issue similar to the Celtics is depth. Depth and defense. Two Ds. Bobby Portis has also been solid for them. Yeah, if the defense gets better, this team is, again... They are a surefire contender. At this point, that's the only question mark about them because Dame and Giannis, they're putting up points and they're slowly learning to work together. 
And a lot of the games have been close. That's because of the defense. They've been able to outscore their opponents. Outscore simply by outscoring. And once the defense figures itself out, which I think it will. I do think it will. Although, it would not hurt to like trade for an Alex Caruso. That, that could really boost the defensive ceiling of the team. Because Holiday, missing Holiday, the head of the snake... It has led to a lot. They they remind me more of a little bit a little bit more of Cleveland, right now, the, with the way like Giannis and Lopez, Mobley and Allen, they're pretty similar, but they don't have a both teams don't have a lot of perimeter defenders like that that are like on that top tier. So Milwaukee's gonna figure it out. Um, after that, uh, we got I think it's is it two I think it's Memphis. Poor Memphis. We were literally talking about them just a year ago, saying that they might be the heir to the Western Conference throne. It was like them, Denver, and New Orleans. That was at like that was like around a that was like closer to the halfway mark of the season. We were like, that's gonna happen. Then Ja gets suspended. Then Steven Adams gets hurt. Then Brandon Clark gets hurt. Then they lose in the playoffs to the Lakers because of those injuries. Then Ja gets suspended for 25 games, which they're 19 games in. So six more games without Ja, and then he'll be back. And Ja's definitely going to help this team. However, they are four games out of the play-in, which that isn't that bad. Making up four games with Ja is not untena- is not undoable. Ja could definitely help them do that. Because the reality is this team just doesn't didn't have enough offense without Ja. It's like defenses can just be like, okay, we'll just zero in on Desmond Bain. We'll let Jaron Jackson do whatever he wants. And we'll try to just stop everyone else one-on-one. So they threw bodies at Desmond Bain, who Bain's been having a good season, but it just hasn't been enough. Marcus Smart has been good for them before his injury. He has been, he's been a vocal presence. There was that video of him yelling at the bench, got to be engaged. That's important, and John needs veteran leadership. Derrick Rose, shout out Derrick Rose. He's also been really nice off the bench. They just need Ja. They need their star. Like, things are looking very bad for them now, but you're only four games out of the play-in. That's not horrible. They can tread water for these six more games, get Ja back, integrate him in, say that takes ten more games. You still have, like, half the season to make the playoffs. You could do it. This is doable. So, I think Memphis Memphis has a real shot at making the playoffs still. They are not out of it. And I hope that Ja learns from his past mistakes and he's going to get this on track. Um, Alright. Now we got the Thunder. The ascension of the new, the new age Oklahoma City Thunder. We went from Russ Harden and KD to... SGA, Jalen Williams, and Chet Holmgren. What a transformation. But really, it's it's shocking how similar they are. They're not that similar. Um, yeah, the Thunder are beating teams in ways that the Thunder, they just do it. Their defense is nice. They're playing with poise. SGA is an MVP candidate, for sure. Um, Holmgren's defensive ceiling is also really nice. He's been playing great on defense. Um, shout out Lou Dort. He's also been really good on defense. Jalen Williams taking the next leap. That team is really nice. They're really good. They've got a bunch of hidden role players, too. Forgive me. I did not know all of their role players, but, um, Isaiah Joe. That guy's, that guy's a shooter shooter. Sharp shooter. Um, who else? Um, uh, Kenrick Williams. The other Jalen Williams, um, Aaron Wiggins, Poku. They are they they are actually a deep team. Now I don't. I feel like I would at this point I'll treat them similar to Sacramento. Like Sacramento made the playoffs, but I feel like they had veterans. This team does not have veterans. That is the one thing that I can say that I can surely say about them. They don't have any veterans on the team. They're the one team that doesn't have that. One of the only teams that doesn't have any veterans. 
Like, even the Pistons, they got Bogdanovich. They don't have any veterans. So, I'm wondering, will that, will that expose itself in the playoffs when they are challenged by one team? Because there is a team that's going to challenge them. So, how are they going to respond with no veteran leadership? Because I'm pretty sure, other than Shea and Lou Dort, none of these guys have played in a playoff game. Unless I'm wrong. Other than Shea and Lou Dort, none of them have played in a playoff game before. So, it's really important that they that they figured that out. Oh, also, what's that guy's name? Mark Dagnall? Great coach, too. He's one of the calmest coaches I've ever seen. Calmest, nicest coaches I've ever seen. Their future is also bright. They are still super young. They've got that horde of draft picks, the war chest of draft picks. They're going to be a good team for a very long time. Although I did say that about Memphis, too. And you look what happened. Um, all right, it's Portland Trailblazers time, which has been a season of injuries and more injuries. Anthony Simons, Scoot, Brogdon, Robert Williams. This has been a very injured team that has not been able to showcase their full repertoire. Which, honestly, they sound like a very good defensive team on paper. But so far through these games, we figured out DeAndre Ayton needs a good playmaker to be successful. Shaden Sharp is pretty nice, although at times inefficient. Um, That's about it. For the team. Oh, yeah, and Jeremy Grant. He's Jeremy Grant. Not much to say about them, to be honest. They just got to wait another year. Um, Denver. Denver's Denver, man. There is nothing to say about them. There is nothing to say about Denver. They are honestly... They're just Denver. They're, they're the world champions. They are the world champions. It's just Jamal Murray's out, so the record because Jamal Murray's out, they're only fourteen and seven. So imagine what happens when they get Jamal Murray back. And we know what they are in the playoffs. Now granted, the loss in depth is showing itself just a little bit. No Jeff Green, no Bruce Brown. It's showing itself a little bit. Now Peyton Watson and, and Christian Brown and Conchart, they're doing a great job or an admirable job of filling those roles. But we only, we're only going to know if they've really succeeded until the playoffs. Because Bruce Brown and Jeff Green had playoff experience before. They knew exactly what they were doing. So let's see if Denver can get that. But so far, as of right now, you can't really judge them for the losses they're taking. It's Jokic. Jokic is carrying. Jokic, Jokic is leading the league in points, rebounds, and assists. Totals. Man's a beast. And leading MVP candidate as of right now, still. So... Yeah, Denver slid down the standings a little bit. With Jamal Murray out, they've slid, and they're only two games out of first. They're still probably the best team in the they're still pro They're still the champs. All right. Um, ah, this is, the, this is the fun one. Chicago. Nikola Vucevic said it best. It's not fun. Chicago needs to... They need to fit... They need to... They don't even need to blow it up. They need to, they need to, like get rid of the ground. They need to fall into a new dimension at this point. Things are just not working out right here. It really sucks because if Lonzo Ball was healthy, this team is a is a borderline contender. The fact that 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 is the only thing that's keeping them out of contender status and has made them give up this hard is so sad. That's literally the only thing. Levine, he's going to be traded. Who knows where? DeRozan, probably going to be traded. Who knows where? Vucevic, he's out. Caruso, more teams want Caruso than the other three combined. Everyone wants Caruso. But I think the Bucks want him. The Lakers want him. The uh, Any team would honestly want Caruso. Any team would. We'll see who puts the pieces up. The best assets in front. Chicago should be courting offers for Caruso easily. Levine and DeRozan, they also don't want to lose them for nothing. But yeah, it's not a good time in Chicago right now. They've got to figure it out. Patrick Williams has kind of been a disappointment, but I think he will also figure it out. And they've honestly got all the pieces in place. Their defensive guard play, their defense is really good. It's their offense that 
somehow with Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic is still not good enough to win games. And that's really where a guy like Lonzo Ball is the one, he's the connector, puts the pieces together and sets them up just right. So yeah, Bulls, they're heading out early this season. Um, Philly. Before Kelly Oubre's unfortunate accident, they were the best team in basketball. And now they've had a couple more injuries. Maxine and Beat have missed time recently. And again, Kelly Oubre was playing really nice. I think he was averaging borderline... He was, he was bordering on 20 points per game, as I recall. 15 to 20 points per game. So they had him, Harris, Embiid, and Maxi all averaging, like, great numbers. Maxi has been great. Perfect pick-and-roll partner for Embiid. The actions they're running, like, I love that play where Embiid... Where, like, handoff with Embiid, and then Embiid does this, like, dribble, but then he doesn't get it. And then Maxi runs on the side, grabs the ball, and it's, like, a screen by Embiid. I don't know how to explain it any better. But that just gets Maxi like, the best shot possible. And they run that play multiple times a game, and it always works. It's awesome. Um, yeah, Philly's going to be fine. Hopefully, Uber can obviously make a return to action because with him, their offense was so hard to guard because Uber had that little bit of shot creation. Tobias Harris, by the way, super efficient. He's, really, he's been also really good. Um, their depth with the James Harden trade also increased. They've now got, like, Morris, Batum... Covington, I believe. Yeah, they've got those guys, and they, they just added that on to Patrick Beverly, DeAnthony Melton, who's been really nice. Um, who else? Who am I forgetting? Paul Reed, obviously, Mo Bamba. They're a surprisingly deep team. Are they on the level of the Bucks and the Celtics? Time will tell. They, they did beat the Celtics. Time will tell, though. Who's better? Um, next up, uh, Charlotte Hornets, um, not much to say here, um, except for Hornets management saying, we're trying to make the playoffs, which, um, looking at the standings, only two and a half games out, but really, you're trying to make the playoffs? Mellow Ball went down with another injury, it's kind of rough for them. Right now, they still have Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier, two teams that don't, two players that don't fit in timeline-wise with Lamelo. Like honestly, Charlotte has felt like the same team now for three straight years, other than the Miles Bridges situation. Other than that, they have felt like the same team for three straight years for all of Lamelo's career. They have felt like the same team. So, yeah, not much to say. Um, going to, ah, New York. Jalen Brunson's great. That that guy is a baller. He's putting up numbers. Um, New York on the offensive glass has been number one in the NBA. Um, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, Isaiah Hartenstein. That is quite the trio to be contending with for rebounds. Mitchell Robinson's been excellent on the glass. Been pretty solid on defense, too. Um, Josh Hart doing great, as usual. DiVincenzo's nice. Quentin Grimes is fitting in. Um, R.J. Barrett, so he's good. Um, yeah, the team's complete. It's just, can they make enough threes? That's the only question mark with them in the playoffs. Can they make enough threes to win the game? Because their defense, it is a wear-you-out kind of game. They play very ugly style. The Tom Thibodeau style. And it's basically just designed to wear out the opponent. So if they wear you out, then they won the game. And again, Jalen Brunson is he is the best point guard they've had in 20 years. Maybe, like, other than Walt Frazier, I can't really think of one who's better. Like, he is so good talent-wise. Other than Walt Frazier, I can't think of someone who's better than him. And he has proven. He, he he shines in New York. And they haven't had a good point guard in a while. I think their last good point guard was Jeremy Lin. <laughs> Jeremy Lin and Dennis Smith Jr. So it's really nice that New York was able to get this guy. And all the people who said who were saying it's an overpay are eating their words right now. 
So yeah, Knicks are not Knicks are solid. Randall's efficiency was has definitely been improving over the last few games. He started off the first ten games looking like he didn't know how to play basketball, how to shoot a basketball. So he, it's improving. Um, now we got Utah. Um, Markinen's great. Kessler's great. Their guard situation is weird. They just gotta wait it out at this point. I don't think a playoffs making the playoffs is in their future. Too many good teams out west. Um, yeah, but they got they they might want to act a little bit fast. Markinen is not the youngest player. He's not the oldest, but he's not the youngest. So they want to maximize those draft picks now. Get them, develop them. By that time, Markinen will be in his full full prime. And they can hopefully maximize it. So that's it for Utah. Um, Sacramento. Sacramento would have an even better record right now if De'Aaron Fox hadn't missed nearly half of their current games played. When Fox is out there, the Kings look like a well-oiled offensive juggernaut machine. Sabonis is there. The shooters are, are dashing around, hitting threes, cutting. Fox is just... Fox in the mid-range, like... He's the first guy I've seen since Steph Curry where I'm like, every time he takes a mid-range, I'm like, yeah, that's just in. It's like the way he takes, he has that like soft touch. He's like, it's, he's shooting like a mid-range floater almost. And you know it's going in almost every time. Every time, it, it, like, it, it feels like every time it goes in. It's beautiful. So bonus has been really good. The fit, it's just perfect on that team. They are still missing one player though. The player that I would say they should target is OG Ananobi. Perfect for them. Like Harrison Barnes is nice, but he's a bit on the older side. Ananobi slotting him right into that three-guard spot improves their perimeter defense and their shot creation, which is the two things that they need the most is another shot creator outside of Fox and defense. So if they can get that, get him, they are, they are shot up to the, the tippy-top of that Western Conference. Um... Toronto Raptors, they need to blow it up. They have been mid for since the bubble. They have been mid since the bubble. It's been three years. Three years of mediocrity. Although 2022, they did have a decent record. But still, three years of trying to say that Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi and Scotty Barnes are going to get you to the promised land. They are not. Sadly, they are not. Um. Yeah, everyone in Toronto should be up for grabs. Gary Trent, or everyone except for Scotty Barnes, should be up for grabs. Gary Trent, Siakam, Ananobi, they gotta, they gotta trade them. They gotta get their assets back and they gotta regroup. Scotty Barnes is the future, and he has been very solid this season as a point for point point forward, perfect point forward. He's been awesome. They've got to maximize him now, so they've got to get rid of those. Got to get rid of Siakam and uh, Ananobi. Not get rid. They got to trade them. They got to deal them. Um, next up, we got Phoenix. Had a very nice winning streak there. KD. KD. Man, I forgot how good KD was. Last year, it's like he barely played. And then this year, I'm, I, I remembered. Yeah, that's Kevin Durant. Seven feet. Unblockable shot. He's been amazing. His splits, wait, his splits, I believe, his splits are absolutely ridiculous. KD splits for the season, 51.2, 49.4, um, 89.6. He's basically having a 50-50-90 season. It's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. So he's been really solid on a team that, has had Bradley Beal or Devin Booker injured in every single game of the season. They've had one of them injured. Booker's come back, but then he went out. He's going to come back again. Booker, as well, has been very underrated this season. He is t- he is the Suns' primary playmaker now that I've seen him. His decision-making to start the season has been so, so solid. And it's been exactly what this team needs. Biggest question mark for them besides injuries was, who is the point guard on the team? Initially, people thought it was Bradley Beal. It's Devin Booker. It's not Bradley Beal. It's Devin Booker. This guy's learned a lot from Chris Paul, and he is putting it to good use. What is he averaging? He's averaging um, 8.4 assists per game. That's great. That's great. Um, Yeah, this team's going to go places, I think. 
I, I am liking how they look so far throughout this season. Um, the role players, and eh, Nurkic has been taking a tad bit more threes than I want him to take. I feel like he should just stay in the perimeter. Um, what else? Um, uh, Grayson Allen's been nice. Aaron Gordon, pretty good. Bates D up. Eh. Eubanks, solid. Watanabe, solid. Like, their depth is kind of, like, there. It's just they have a bunch of, like, kind of one-dimensional players. I can say their most two-dimensional player is Eric Gordon. But, assuming all three are healthy, which we still haven't seen it yet, that's a team that's going to... You're going to have a tough night defending them. Um. Now we got... Golden State. It's amazing how th quickly things can go from good to bad with the Warriors. They went from they went from an awesome start where Chris Paul looked like he had re-energized the Stephless minutes and Curry was going off to to Andrew Wiggins and Klay Thompson flatlining on offense at the most important times, Chris Paul getting hurt, and Draymond Green being Draymond Green, getting suspended for five games. Oh, yeah, and Curry having to carry the team on his back, which he cannot do as well as he used to. He's 35. He'll do his best, but the, everyone is zoning in on him. This also affected the... Andrew Wiggins, I'm, I'm actually surprised that he's playing as bad as he is. I really thought that after that title, nothing was going to phase him anymore. Last season, I think, really messed up his rhythm. He has not been good shooting. Klay Thompson... They're talking about contract extensions next year. And this season so far, it sucks. But if he wasn't Klay Thompson, you would not give him this extension. You just wouldn't. And it's like, do you prioritize what the legacy of him over what he is right now? It's a tough question for a team that's trying to maximize the last years of the greatest player in their franchise's history. It's tough. Really, really tough. So, yeah. Warriors, they're going to figure it out. I think that this has been a particularly rough patch for them. But I don't think they're a title contender anymore. And I thought they were. Um, now we got Dallas. Now, Dallas. Dallas is a team that... Ended last year on a sour note by tanking to get a draft pick. I've also talked... They, they are my first episode on this podcast, so I have a soft spot for the Mavericks. Um, things, look, things, things are going to be fine in Dallas. Last year, the end of the season, was it was an overreaction to what this team could really be. Luka and Kyrie, when they've played together, which has been a good amount this season, although injuries recently... Dominant offensive duo, consistently every night. Luka, spectacular. If Jokic was not there, he is the leading MVP candidate in my eyes. If Jokic did not exist, it's him. Easily. Um, Kyrie, he's had a couple of off-shooting nights, but him on defense and with his playmaking has been, has been better than expected. Maverick role players. Um, Josh Green had a little bit of aggression. Grant Williams has been lights out from had been mostly lights out for three until recently. Derek Lively, oh my god, Derek Lively. In that video I made about Derek Lively, I was like, yeah, I hope he could be the Mavs starting center. He is the Mavs starting center, and it's not close. The rim protection, the rebounding, the lob threat with Luka, the defense. It's so good. He just had a game yesterday in the Mavericks 30-0 run that ended in a loss to the Thunder. Derek Lively get, gets um, Derek Lively gets 20 points, 16 rebounds, 7 blocks, and 9 of 9 from the field. He did not miss a shot and had 7 blocks. This guy's a cornerstone of this team. And they should he, him Luke him and Luca going forward, they should never be traded. Kyrie's old, but him and Luca are the only untouchables on this team. 
Lively is for the future, and the Mavericks have not had a great have not had a big man like him since the year they won the championship with Tyson Chandler. It's been so long, and they have got the big man that they need for Luka. Him and Luka play off each other so well. Other than Lively, though, the defense they, it's it's got it's got some issues that they do need to work on. Grant Williams, obviously, Derek Jones shooting a lot better from three this year than normal. This team is a solid team. They're a fun team. They are, but solid and fun in the Western Conference puts you at where they are right now, sixth. They are middle of the pack in the Western Conference playoff hunt. So they are they're a very good team. In the playoffs, Luka and Kyrie can elevate their play even more, especially Luka. So they could probably catch an upper seed team off guard. So yeah, we'll wait and see how this pans out for them, but I really like their chances in the playoffs. Um, now we got Houston Rockets. Fun fact stat, they are, they are 8 and 1 at home as of Sunday, December 3rd, and 0 and 8 on the road. Which very impressive for the home thing. They've only lost one time at home. That's very nice. Have not won a road game though. That sucks. Reminds me of the Warriors of last year. Um, in terms of like the breakdown of their team, Dylan Brooks has been pretty good on defense, and he's been hitting his threes a lot more. Um, Ime Udoka has made this team's defense really good. Shengun, beautiful. Watching his game is it's it's beautiful to watch his watch him play. Um, Jalen Green as well, a little bit inefficient, but. He, he's going to be able to... He's, they, they need to set more plays for Jalen Green. It always feels like he's catching it and then having to do something with it, which <clears throat> they need to set him up more. Jabari Smith Jr. on defense. It's been great. He's been really using his size, his quickness. It's really nice to see that. Um, who are their other players? They've got like a couple of good veterans. Van Fleet. Van Vliet has stabilized the offense. It's not been so random anymore. It's been more steady. They're one of the best teams in turnovers turnovers per game. They've they've allowed the least turnovers per game. Um, who else? Oh, Jeff Green's been a really nice veteran for them. Tari Eason, solid. Yeah, they're a nice team. They're at the bottom of the play-in right now, which honestly is is around where I thought they would be. I think they'll stay there. I think they will. I think they might. They might make the play-in. It's either. Yeah, they or actually no, I sorry, I don't think they're gonna make the play-in. I think they're gonna be that one team that do, doesn't make the play-in, but they're gonna be right on the cusp. Next season, they're gonna be even better. There's gonna be big jumps. But Shen Goon, he's really nice. So yeah, I think that's what this future for that team holds. And now we got the Lakers. Very up and down season for the Lakers. They have not beaten a team over 500 at all this season. They have not beaten a team that was over 500. Which is weird, but they have beaten almost every team that's below 500 that they've played. They've also only lost two games at home. Um, they're a very up and down team. I think it's underrated though that they, up until yesterday's game against Houston, they had a lot of injuries. Vanderbilt, one of their best, he's their best perimeter defender. Reddish with that groin injury. Hachimura had that nasal fracture thing. Um, Gabe Vincent's out. We know what he did with Miami. Um. Yeah, those guys. Uh, who else? Um, uh, AD has only had a couple of bad games this season, if you're really thinking about it, and that's on offense. On defense, he has been elite every night. LeBron is 39 years old. Nearly. Nearly 39 years old. And I saw him do a spin, a 360-degree layup yesterday. Kind of world are we living in where that is it's becoming normal? Yeah, the Lakers are gonna be fine. I think they're gonna find their stride and they're gonna move up in the standings. Um now we got the Hawks. Atlanta, very nice team on offense, despite Trey Young's inefficiency to start, although he's been improving. Jante Murray's been really good. They're just a team though that's just they're just kinda there. Like you know who they are, you know what they do well, and you know that they're probably going to be a first-round exit and play-in team. It's what they are at this moment. 
they have some ways to get better on the in, uh, internally, but it's just not. I don't see many pathways to get better internally. Like, you see them. You see, like, oh, yeah, Okongu's going to do this, and DeAndre Hunter's going to do this, and Dyson Daniels is going to improve, which Daniels has been really nice for three. I think all those all those are possible, but for they, all of those things have to happen for the Hawks to be a good team in the East. Not a great team, a good team. And right now they are uh, the, def- the definition of the middle. I don't think they're moving up this year. They're just kind of there. Um... Indiana Pacers, really fun team to watch. Halliburton is one is Halliburton might be the has been the greatest assist to turnover ratio player I've seen since I knew what assist to turnover ratio was. This guy's absurd. It's it's really amazing what he's done to this Indiana offense. They're they are fast paced, they're going off the walls, dynamic team. Play really fast. They have the number one offensive rating in the league and in history. So they're going places. Obviously, the defense needs work, but the rest of that team, they're fun. And they are, right now, where are they? They are sixth in the East. I think that is right around where they'll stay. They're right there. They're in that, they are a good team in the East, as I said. They're like, I if like I said about Atlanta, if Atlanta put all the pieces together, I think they would be a little bit better than Indiana is right now. But Indiana, I see, has way more paths to internal growth. Halliburton's only going to get better. Still got Benedict Matherin. Um, Miles Turner, obviously. Those guys are great. I don't. I just didn't see that with Atlanta, but Indiana, they're nice. Um, now we got the Clippers. Um, people have been a little bit quiet about the Clippers. The Harden, Kawhi, Paul George, Westbrook thing. It's been turned around after that six-game winning streak. They're they're improving. They're only a game under five hundred at this point. They just had a comeback, a twenty, a down twenty comeback against the Warriors, who have blown a lot of leads too. But yeah, they have been very productive, and they're st- I think they are starting to figure it out. Paul George actually has been the best player on this team during the stretch. He's been really nice. He's been able to get to his spots, create. Westbrook coming off the bench really was the turning point, I think, for the team. Really changed the, the dynamic and what they were trying to do. So we'll see what happens. Clippers are definitely, I think the Clippers will make the playoffs. Whether it be through the play-in or not, I think they have, I think they have a great shot at making the playoffs. Um, then you have the Pelicans, who or sorry, not the Pelicans. I'll get to them in a bit. Uh, Miami, Jaime Jaquez. How do the Heat constantly get all of these great draft picks? It's amazing. The, the their scouting department needs a raise. They are so good. Um. Yeah, getting Jaime Jaquez, a well-proven veteran. He's essentially plays like a veteran because he spent a lot of time in college. I think it was like three, four years. Um, he's been a connector. He's been able to create his own shot. He's been setting everyone up. He's not bad on defense at all. He is embodying heat culture. They're just finding guys, and they are making them into all-rounded NBA players who are playing with intensity. Bam Adebayo has also taken a great leap on offense. He put. Especially in that stretch when Jimmy was out, Adebayo was carrying, and Tyler Hero was out. And again, the fact that the Heat did all they did last year without Tyler Hero, who's probably their second best scorer behind Jimmy, arguably better than Jimmy, in like the explosiveness of his scoring, the fact that they missed that and they made the finals, this Miami Heat team is never going to be slept on again. Where are they now? Seventh in the East? They they say they have a decent amount of injuries, so if they are at the top of the play-in like they were last year, I'm still gonna treat I I I won't treat them the same as I did last year, where I was like, eh, Bucks got it. They're a really good team, and they are they are constantly figuring out ways to win. They're doing more with less every time. All right, now we got the Pelicans. The Pelicans have also had injuries. Zion had been a little bit less efficient to start out the season, but he's turning it around. Ingram has also been decent. McCollum had that injury, though, with his lung, so that's kind of been the one thing they're missing. Herb Jones has been dominant on defense. They have that one rookie, uh, Jordan Hawkins. (laughs) That That guy's like top five in rookie of the year voting. 
He's really good. Like, how did they get that guy under? I didn't even hear about him in the draft. He's been really good. I guess I wasn't paying attention to the draft. He's been really good. So, Pelicans just need to get healthy at this point. Where are they? They're like 8th, right? Yeah, they're 8th in the West. They just need to get healthy. Honestly, this is still a young team. And Zion at the moment is injury-free. Let's hope that stands. If it does stand, I want to see this team in the playoffs. I, I really feel like they could do great in the playoffs. Zion has not played a playoff game yet. It's crazy as that sounds. He has not played a playoff game. We need to see it. Um, final two teams. Cleveland. Um, they've had a lot of injuries to start. Jared Allen, Mobley, Garland, and Mitchell have all missed time. It sucks. They are working their way back up slowly but surely. They're at 8th right now. I think they'll move past Miami and Indiana and be in line with like Cleveland and Philly by the end. They just need to get healthy. Max Struess has been really good for them, as is that other guy, Craig Jones Jr., the other rookie. He's also been really good off the bench. Okoro's been a spark plug on defense. Mitchell has been has been a monster. And Mobley and Allen, once again, manning the paint, the two-man tandem, eating up all the boards. Yeah, Cleveland's pretty similar with... Minor adjustments. Oh, yeah, George Niang, too. Minor adjustments to that team makes them a little bit better than they are last year. Hopefully enough to circumvent how they lost last year. Okay, and the last team of the night, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets. They are... They are, I'd say, the definite... They are the 16th team. They are the definition of a middle-of-the-pack team. They've got really nice players... In Mikhail Bridges, defense and Cam Thomas. They got the defensive versatility with like Finney Smith, Ben Simmons, O'Neal, Claxton, all those guys. Oh, Lonnie Walker. They just don't have a like. They just don't don't have enough. They're just not good enough. It's like really hard to describe, but they just are not good enough to just win. Their defense is really good, but they don't they don't have enough offense to win games. I don't think Mikael Bridges can be a number one option. I think he is an absolutely solid number two. Number one? It's bordering. I think he needs to take another step for him to be a no number one. Right now, certified number two. So if they can get a number one for him, the team's going up. Up, up, up. All right, and that wraps up this episode. It's definitely a long one. Um, again, the upload schedule should be twice a week, once on Monday morning and once on Thursday morning so it's gonna be the schedule um Thursday morning it'll be on a historical topic in the in the realm of basketball we'll be talking about some past events and yeah we'll get to that later so thank you so much for watching please um heart like the video um comment and subscribe if you're on YouTube so like this if you're on Spotify and follow for more. Thank you.